Littleton, Colorado, were securing the scene of a deadly school shooting so they could make a final body count as the community and the nation struggles to come to grips with the carnage. Authorities at Columbine High School are searching for booby trap explosives left behind by the two suspects in the car who killed themselves. The sheriff in the Denver suburb compares the search to walking through a minefield. Uh, if you were just joining us, two young men apparently dressed in long black trench coats opened fire uh, about an hour and a half ago at a high school just outside of Denver in Littleton, Colorado. The death toll in the shooting is now set at 15 or 16, including two teenagers police say did the shooting. Earlier, police had said as many as 25 might have been killed. Two suspects are believed to have killed themselves. Came out and we actually had first person shooters. Right. About the only kind of games that we had back then in the early 90s were for any kind of violence. It was like the original Doom, Metal Gear Solid, you know, little, little stuff like that. I mean, it wasn't actually like shoot 'em up games and let's kill everybody games. Well, there was. Doom, Doom was. Um, Doom was pretty violent for his time. And you're plus, shooting Doom fucking the, monsters and shit. You're fighting. The well, there was the online Doom where you're shooting at other humans. Um, but In the early 90s? Yeah. Nah. The original Doom. Yeah. There were Doom servers. There were You could get on websites that, had, that were hosting like uh, Doom levels. There was a Doom map editor where you could build and go online. Yeah, there was online play for Doom. I remember it very clearly. <laughs> Nintendo didn't have a way to go online. Oh, not Nintendo, no. But Doom came out on PC. Yeah, Doom was on PC. Before. But even then, man, very few people had anything better than dialogue. Yeah, and that's what it was played on. <laughs> like, I remember watching my dad play Doom online. Okay. Well, you, being able to play it and, you know, what you're actually going to get from all that. Yeah, when you, when you look at today's standards, it was shit. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, Doom was horrible graphics, even, you know, the latest ones, you know, they, shit, it was. I don't know, I loved the later, I mean, I loved all the Doom games. I, ain't gonna I mean, lie. even on the 64, they didn't take advantage of the polygon graphics so you could yeah. actually see stuff. They were still using sprites, yes, which was yeah. absolute fucking horrible. <laughs> um, it really showed how, how much they were lacking. But, yeah, you might see a a patch of color to show some blood, but... That was about as much gore. Yeah, yeah. Shit it wasn't so much get, about the gore as it was the concept of the kill itself. They didn't really have the gore in those games, and I remember being—I didn't expect it then. It won't until later, like. Uh, and I know Doom took off with a with a freaking cult following. I mean, well, I mean yeah, that I'm was popular as hell, and Doom. I'm one of the ones that couldn't stand it. <laughs> um, but Eric was a fucking massive. Anytime he mentioned it in his journals, like he capitalized all the letters. Like, he referred to a lot of, like, what he was doing as Ultimate Doom. Um, he was he was super obsessed with Doom. Um, was it the video game's fault? No. But uh, there was there's arguments to be had that people that have already of a certain mind frame have an access to virtual murder. It, it would help them hone those skills. I admit that it, it, it desensitizes folks. I mean... 
It's kind of the intention of it, if you look at it from a, the military mindset. You know, if you buy into any of the other, uh, I'm good right now, but thanks. Um, so yeah, it, it, I think they're designed to desensitize us to shit like that. You know, that way we're, we will tolerate <laughs> war or participate in war more readily kind of a thing. But to actually say, hey, I can shoot people on a video game. Let me go shoot people in real life. That's a step I just, I guess with my mindset, I can't put together. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, not freaking out when you actually pull the trigger and blow somebody's brains out the back of their head. Yeah, that the, the, the desensitization, desensitization. Yeah, I can English. Um, <laughs> that part of it, yeah. You pull the trigger, somebody dies, you don't freak the fuck out like you should being a normal person. Uh, I get that. Right, right. It, redu- it, it, it kind of breaks down that wall a little bit. Yeah. Um, I remember for me, the first time I played Half-Life on PC, uh, there's, you know, you can, you can kill an enemy, or in, some ca- in Half-Life's case, you could kill friendlies. There were, like, scientists and, like, cops who would help you, but... You, you can kill them anyway. Um, and when you kill them, not only can you kill them, you can also, like, continue to beat their bodies until it falls apart into pieces. Like, bloody pieces go skittering across the floor, leaving blood trails behind it. <laughs> I was I was maybe, maybe 13 when I first played that game. And uh, it, had, it had something of an effect on me. It was like, wow. There was, like, a rush from it, you know? There was, like, this, wow. <laughs> I just beat I just beat that scientist. I just beat an innocent person into pieces. So I mean, there is that. It, had I been a little bit more fucked up as a kid, maybe I would have you know went further with it than that. I think Eric did with Doom. Whatever it was about Doom, it, it maybe it, it's the hallway style fucking like you know shoot 'em up like it is in Doom, where you know, everything's in like this maze of hallways. And and when you look at the videos they took of inside the school, it's he was recreating it in his head. I can see the correlation. Yeah, I can see it. You know, I got the perspective there. Um, but being a fucked up kid that really got off on playing first-person shooter games, I mean, I was pretty much addicted to 007, and those were actual <laughs> humanoids. They looked like I mean, people. Well, they looked like they looked like people had been carved out of boxes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, they were people, and I'm shooting them in the face with. Actual guns that had names, you know, yeah. <laughs> real guns, you know, yeah. real settings. You know, yeah, I realized it was a video game, but, you know, I was actually going to places that actually existed because they were in the movies. And, yeah, And yeah. Then those movies were shot on location, so. You, and you can, like, you can extrapolate it in your brain, you know, when you're seeing, when you're playing the game, you can see these places. You can see this guard tower over here. Right. You can see this, like, lab or whatever. And, of course, that got graduated into Perfect Dark. And uh, just about every first-person shooter game that's been out there, I've probably played once or twice. And to the point where now I'm playing, well, you've seen it, DayZ, to where not only can you shoot the guy, you can run over there, cut him up, and fucking you know, cook him, feed him to other people. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot say, even as messed up as an individual that I am, that I have actually had the thought of, you know, I just don't like the way that guy's looking at me. I'm going to go cut him up and cook him right quick. Go feed him to that fellow over Agreed. there. Agreed. And there's a special, there, there's like a certain thing in your brain that keeps you from that. And Eric's was gone. Um, he, he did, <laughs> now, another interesting thing is, so I was mentioning earlier with his Doom gaming, 
online. He had like he had websites where he would upload um, quake maps and doom maps, whatnot for like online play. And one of the doom maps he uploaded was an almost to scale of the part of his school between the entrance, the cafeteria, and the library. He had mapped out on this game in Doom, and you know, until you see the Eric, he mapped it, yeah, yeah, he he's, he he showed himself to be a bit of a damn genius. <laughs> and I mean, he, he was, he's the one that sat in the damn cafeteria for a while and figured out exactly what fucking time was going to be the the most populated yeah, time in that was, particular it, cafeteria. It, and they built these bombs, and like they they failed horribly, but the bombs were actually pretty powerful bombs. They're just their timer device. Yeah, the timer didn't work. They, yeah, yeah I, I don't. I didn't look into it. Time to plan. They were about to graduate in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, yeah. These guys were freaking took a couple of weeks from graduating. One of them had attended the senior prom. Everything looked to be golden. They had aspirations of going to college. Had their futures mapped out. Then something flipped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, these kids didn't come from broken homes. They no history of abuse. You know, a little bit of bullying in school because they were nerds, but, you know, what the hell? And that's a little bit debated. I kind of think it did go on because um, the the kids that were saying, no, nah, no, they weren't bullied, and the teachers who were saying, no, there won't no bullying going on. You got to think from the teacher's perspective, if you admit that there was bullying going on, Look. then you have, you have accepted a, form of, a, a type of the responsibility. <laughs> Same with these kids. None of the jocks would be like, oh, yeah, we bullied the shit out of him. Because then what? Now, now you're bad as him. So. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let, let, let's, just, let's just point out that this was the 90s, and they were nerds. Yeah, I was one of these kids, right? <laughs> I, they I, were bullied. I had a trench coat. I was wearing trench coats before it happened. Me too. Uh, As a matter uh, of fact, this is the reason the I crow, don't wear trench coats anymore. The crow in the Matrix influenced my interest of of, uh, of trench coats. Yeah, I me, was, it was just early death metal, and yeah, I saw a black leather trench coat, and I was like, I gotta yeah, wear. Yeah, pretty much. As soon as I, the first time I seen a black trench coat on a person, I'm like, that's the look for me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was known in my school in Pinehurst when I went to high school there uh, here in North Carolina uh, for a fairly short period of time. I was known there because I was the guy that had long hair in the trench coat. Yeah, they um, they actually, because of me, like the week of the Columbine shooting, not even the week after, it was like the next day. Yeah, you can't wear that. Yeah, they, <laughs> they came on the announcement because I was the only one in school with one, right? But they, no more black trench coats will be allowed at Corinth Holders Elementary School. <laughs> it's because I'm me, right? <laughs> like, what? Well, I can open it every morning, and you can see that there's no guns. <laughs> Except for the one morning. No, but, um... <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, I used to love wearing a trench coat. So yeah, yeah, Because know, of this... I, I was one I of these outcast kids. I hated everyone in the school. And, like, I was one of these outcast kids. Did I do these things? No. But... And again, I didn't have, I, I didn't have uh, the a lackey for one, and Eric clearly had a lackey. Um, now Claypole, he isn't completely innocent in all this, um, but he was nowhere. He he did it more to die. Yeah, he was. Eric, you got did an it to A kill. personality and a B personality. A's and B's get along really freaking well because the B doesn't know what he wants to fucking do. He just wants to do something destructive, and the A knows exactly what they're fucking doing. Yeah. But they need a partner to make them feel better about doing it. Yeah. So these guys got along like Palpatine and Vader, man. <laughs> um, 
so well, in fact, that you know, their their parents thought it was you know probably with the best fucking relationships that they could have found. They they actually found their heterosexual life partner kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> to say it in the best possible terms, I mean, these guys, they deserved to be together. They, 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 they would have been lifelong friends, kind of friendship. Um, and, well, actually, they were. Uh, I mean, <laughs> they, they, they did have a you know, lifelong Well, now that we're 11 minutes into the episode. Um, today, I want to remind these folks what we're actually talking about today. That would probably be something. Maybe they're like, um, um. Guys, yeah, yeah. So um, we're we're going to be talking about uh, the JFK assassination today. Um, <laughs> how it was actually perpetrated by two kids from Columbine who opened a time portal in the cafeteria. It wasn't bombs, folks. It was a time machine, and they went back and killed Kennedy and pinned it all on some poor little communist guy because they were able to open the portal by playing death metal music backwards. Marilyn Manson's, uh, um, uh, and, the, and the only reason they were able to do that is because Tipper Gore and the PMRC didn't do their job and, and, that's right. and banned right. band right. death metal. And then, you know, they this was all really just a big cover because what actually happened was Sasquatch got to the school and kind of wreaked havoc. Uh, so, no, we're talking about the Columbine massacre today <laughs> in Littleton, Colorado. Um, you know, for a long time, I actually thought it was in Columbine, Colorado. <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> uh, but no, no, it was in Littleton, Colorado. Um, and a little sub suburban town of Denver. Um, it pretty was, affluent area. What? It's pretty affluent area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it wasn't the hood. That is for sure. Um, on April 20th, 1999, uh, Eric... Harris and Dylan Claybolt carry out an attack that left 15 dead, including themselves. Um, and they wounded, like, 21 others. Yeah, they wounded 21 uh, people. Killed 12 other students and a teacher and then themselves. Um, it was pretty fucking, like, insane. It was one of... It, it, was, it was almost like a movie. And uh, it... That'll come up again because he, uh, Eric, in his journals, refers to the school and pretty much the world as his audience. Um, so, but yeah, it, it very it plays out very much like a movie, a, a, almost a badass action movie. Had it worked out right, um, their plan was to set off an explosive bomb in the cafeteria, and uh, they had sat and like watched the times and everything, like the most time to be the most people in the cafeteria and they would then shoot uh, people coming trying to leave, well whoever survived it, they were going to shoot them coming out and then they had this other bomb that was going to block rescuers and kill anybody that was in the parking lot. It was like their car, their bombs were full of explosives too. But uh, the bomb in the cafeteria didn't go off so they went with plan B which was alright fuck everything we're going in guns blazing. And that's pretty much what they did. Uh, they passed by one of their one of their, one, another student, they say, what are you guys doing? Because he, he noticed they'd been late, they hadn't been in the class or whatnot. And, he was, and uh, I think it was Dylan said, I like you now. You can go home. You know, pretty much. And the kid started, she's like, all right. So he just leaves. Like, this was weird. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he, 
as he's like he's a couple blocks away, he starts hearing all, hearing all the gunshots. Now, we got to set the scene just a little bit here. This is right before graduation, just a few weeks prior to the graduation of the senior year. Yeah. Now, I don't know if they still do it today, but back in the 90s, we used to have senior Sen- pranks and senior plays. and you know, They did all yeah. kinds. Seniors did all kinds of stupid shit before. Well, they, they did a whole video. They made like a whole little Yeah, and these guys movie. were doing little movie scenes in the school, wearing their trench coat, playing with you know, airsoft. It, it wasn't airsoft at the time, but... They looked was, like guns. Yeah, it was... Yeah, air, they were they were airsoft guns. They just didn't call them airsoft then. Yeah. Um, BB guns. Yeah, something like the Orbeez now, little tiny plastic BBs, yeah. basically. Yeah, airsoft. Um, and they would do all kinds of little scenes, and we're, we're posting them online. Now, of course, some of their videos that they started doing closer to the event um, started getting a little more real, and nobody really paid attention to it. But that will come up in our main episode about this whole thing. But it is important that somebody could have said something and they didn't hear. Um, there was clues. They just didn't see them. Yeah, Eric actually, it seems almost like he left a trail of breadcrumbs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like throughout his videos and, for instance, that Doom map we were talking about. Like he left a trail of breadcrumbs. And, I, and some people say because he wanted to be stopped. I think it's he wanted to see if they could. You know, he, he saw himself as outside and better than everybody yeah, else. Yeah, these guys were not dumbasses. They, they were, like, like we were mentioning earlier, they, they were high in their class. So one of them, I can't remember which one it was, was actually in accelerated cl- uh, classes. Um, both of them were, you know, had plans for college. You know, they, they were... Well, Dylan actually had put in applications. Eric didn't. I don't think Eric applied for any colleges. Um, but... I think he, because he had been playing it on this, like, they say they planned it for a year, but I think they planned it together for a year. I think Eric had been playing this. He had been thinking about it for probably, 10 years at least. Probably his whole fucking teenage life. Probably so. so yeah. uh, he started a journal, you know, but two years before this, and, you know, the very first fucking page was he wanted to die. I fucking hate everyone. I hate yeah. everyone I want to die. I fuck, I hate the fucking world. Too, goddamn, too many goddamn fuckers in it. Too many thoughts about societies all wrapped up together in this place called America. Capitalized. Everyone has their own goddamn opinions on everything. And you may be saying, well, what makes you so different? Because I have something only me and V have. V is, was his nickname for Dylan, the vodka. Uh, self-awareness. Call it exorcistism, word he made up, or whatever the fuck you want. We know what we are to this world and what everyone else is. We learn more than what caused the Civil War and how to simplify quadrics in school. We have been watching you people. We know what you think and how you act. All talk, no actions. People who are said to be brave or courageous are usually just stupid. Then they say later they did it on purpose because they are brave when they did it on fucking accident. God, everything is so corrupt and filled with opinions and little points of view. And it goes on like this, but I like how he's given you his point of view and opinions. While bitching about points of view and opinions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that, that, that is definitely a human condition. But, um, yeah, and before he, he did it, the, he, he apparently left a little micro cassette on the, the kitchen table before he left for school that day. Um, he says, in less than nine hours now, 
people will die because of me, and it will be a day to it will be a day that will be remembered forever. Um, so there was definitely time for shit to happen. Uh, I don't know when that thing was that that tape was found, but it wasn't found by his family. It was found after the fact while well, investigation. Well, there was, was going a on. there was a tape that had was property of the school from those projects that him and they were working on doing that little movie at the school. And the very final shot of it is a lip is a bomb with a lit fuse with an arrow drawn to the Columbine school map and the words clue. <laughs> so <laughs> that, now the reason nobody thought something was going wrong is because uh just a little bit before then uh Actually, it was uh, 98, December 98. So, yeah, it was just a couple months before. Um, these guys made a video for his uh, for class that uh, they were going to be uh, the trench coat mafia. Yeah. And they were going to run around and extort folks to protect preps from bullies. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and they like beat and stabbed and <laughs> yeah they were they were running around shooting me so then we get to the the shooting um like richard had mentioned these guys had planted the bombs and the plan was the the timers were supposed to go off the bombs explode and anybody coming out from running from the bombs you know they shoot them so they were sitting up on top of the hill away from the school outside the cafeteria and apparently one of these guys inside you know, doing what high schoolers do, you took their friends and like, you know, we're going to skip lunch and we're going to go outside and, you know, hang out outside for a while. So they grabbed them a soda, went outside, and they actually saw them up on the hill loading their weapons. And their thought was, it's just those guys doing their videos again. Or and somebody else had seen them. And I can't remember where they were sitting at, but this, I caught this in a, a, just a, a back clip on the way over here. That somebody else has seen them, and they were like, "Are these guys doing something?" No, it, it's probably just a high school prank. Yeah, senior prank day. So in Dylan's journal, um, he had like a to-do list, and the to-do list for that morning was walk in, set bombs at eleven oh nine, four eleven seventeen, leave, go to Clement Park and gear up, and get back by eleven fifteen. Yep. Uh, park cars and set bombs for eleven eight. Set car bombs for eleven eighteen. Get out, go to outside hill, wait. When first bombs go off, attack. Have fun. Yep. <laughs> that was the plan. Now, that so. bombs, if the bombs in the cafeteria would have went off, they would have come running out in that direction into the gunfire, and then a bomb would have fucking blown up behind them in the direction that the kids are running. Yeah. Like, he drew <laughs> out little, like, the next page of his journal, he drew out, like, a little map. That's fucking brilliant. Like, yeah, and this, is, this isn't the psychopath. This is the lackey. <laughs> you know, and his uh, his journal was was actually pretty. Uh, his his journal was was interesting. I I read I read through about half of it. It's a long one. Eric's is more. It's like a manifesto. He uses a lot of like German words. Uh, he signs off on one. As kind kind of metleid. Which basically come, which translates to no mercy, or no pity, no pity. And then underneath that, when in doubt, confuse the hell out of the enemy. Uh, then he says, wait, mercy doesn't exist. I don't, I don't, 
<laughs> I, I, I can't picture what these guys were actually doing, but they were very good actors. These thoughts and plans and stuff in these guys' heads were going on for years. Uh, this, this isn't something that just builds up. You know, suicide, you don't just one day wake up, you know, I'm, I'm suicidal. Um, having been there, that doesn't just pop up one day. It's a whole lot of stuff that leads you to feeling like shit, to start disliking things that are going around, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, wait a minute, this has gotten serious. The, the realization comes on to you really fucking quick. But the journey there is slow. Yeah. Um, and it leaves outward signs. It's, it's something that if anybody pays attention, so people start paying attention. Uh, you never know when your friend is going to be doing some shit like this because you didn't ask, what's up? Yeah. That simple. Um, but these guys were definitely showing signs. Yeah. Um, and nobody... Almost a year before, <laughs> uh, one of Eric's journal entries say, uh, in yeah, May of 98, <clears throat> if you recall your history, the Nazis came up with a final solution to the Jewish problem. Kill them all. Well, in case you haven't figured it out yet, I say kill mankind. No one should survive. We all live in lies. People are saying they want to live in a perfect society. Well, utopia doesn't exist. It's human to have flaws. You know what? Fuck it. Why should I have to explain myself to you survivors when half the shit I say you shitheads won't understand? And if you can, then fucking whoopee-doo. That just means you have something to say. As to my reason for killing, and the majority of the audience won't even understand my motives either, They'll say, ah, he's crazy, he's insane. Oh, well, I wonder if the Bulls won. You see, it's fucking worthless. All you fuckers should die. Die! Fuck morals, fuck civilized, fuck rules, fuck laws. Die, man-made words. People think they apply to everything when, you, when they don't or can't. There's no such thing as true good or true evil. It's all relative to the observer. It's all nature, chemistry, and math. Deal with it. But since... Dealing with it seems impossible for mankind. Since we have to slap warning labels on nature, then you die, burn, melt, evaporate, decay. Just go the fuck away. I see that bit, I, I have to admit, I actually kind of agree with. At I mean, one point in time <laughs> in my life, I actually could have said, um, fuck, dude, you lead on. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, there was a, definitely a time in my life when I was about his age that I... Well, I don't Absolutely know if I was agreed. his age, but I can tell you it was around the same damn time period. Early 90s to, to mid 90s for me. Getting, when this happened, I was getting there. A few years, a couple years later, I was, I was there. Not to that, but. And it wasn't because society sucked at that time. I mean, you look, looking back at it, you know, fucking life was pretty fucking good in the 90s. We just, <laughs> yeah. we survived the 80s, man. It was looking up. That's why everything's from the 90s are coming back now. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. But, yeah, I, I had that kind of, in, during the 90s, I had that kind of a viewpoint I in, did in my own damn in life. Well in the early you know. 2000s. Maybe it was something in the water. Maybe that fucking fluoride shit actually had an effect when they started it. I don't know. I, I can't rule it out. I can say, I can honestly say, I, that particular passage right there, if you'd have preached something like that to me in 1996, mm -hmm. I'd have followed it to the end. <laughs> So, so he, I mean, he's, he had a point, at least from my perspective anyway. Too many people, you know, got to thin her a little bit sometimes. You do it to cattle, and, you know, water starts getting low. Yeah, on, um, on <laughs> November 22nd, 98, 
Well, folks, today was a very important day in the history of R. Today, along with vodka and someone else who I won't name, we went downtown and purchased the following. Now, the someone else you won't name, that turned out to be that girl that went to the, uh, the prom with uh, Dylan. That was the someone else he wasn't named. Broke? I guess. The one that Dylan went to the prom with. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't catch the name of the yeah, one that went to the prom. I, know, I just know that Eric house. broke the windshield of a brook and then, you know, actually started some. That was a different girl. That was, different, that, okay. that was a girl that he went to the homecoming dance with. And then she didn't want to go back out with him, so he like faked his suicide. And yeah, well, this is another thing that should have been a clue, you know, in that whole thing is that when he broke that windshield, somebody else stole his backpack while he was throwing a snowball at the freaking car and come up and fucking gave it to her for some fucking reason. Why you do something like that? I don't know. You know, but that that that, was beside, that, that begs other questions. But um, yeah, he started. He he actually ran up to the freaking car. To where the mom was actually still in the car, and she says, "I've got your backpack. Um, meet me at your mom's house." And he started yelling and screaming, "Give me my fucking backpack!" And losing his temper there. And that that was first time that the mother of the other child actually saw any kind of temper out of him. He had since before that always been the proper gentleman kind of a thing. You know, the the model kid. This is the mindset that. Everybody thought they were seeing was the model kid. Yeah. But it was right beforehand that they actually started showing their true colors outwardly. Um, but, yeah, it, it, there was supposedly, because he put on death threats on his website after that, there was supposed to have been a search warrant for his freaking house that never got uh, written yeah, up. And because the cops covered it up. Be, yeah, they did for a while. It turns out that the guy that was supposed to have gotten that warrant done and go do that got put onto another case because there was another murder somewhere about this time that got everybody's attention. So it was a stroke of freaking luck or the hammer of destiny that actually allowed this to go through because if they had searched his house at that point, the preparation for this had to have been going on for a while. They would have probably found some of these bombs they were building and shit. They had found pipe bombs that he had made like before all this went down. Like he was a known bomb maker, you know. Um, I don't, I don't, I didn't read if he had ever been charged with it or not. But they had found like a bunch of pipe bombs near his home. They had found, you know, he, he was known to have done it. So it's. And this is before that kind of stuff was illegal. Um, I guess depending on where you were. Um, having a device of. You know what's labeled now as mass destruction started in uh, 2002. Yeah, but it was it was illegal to have a pipe bomb when I was when I was a teenager. Um, they 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 didn't they didn't like that shit. You couldn't tell. I mean, you couldn't walk around in the street strapped with with bombs around you. I mean, right. Of course I also not. Grew but, up in Klan country, they'd had enough of pipe bombs. But you know, you you could if somebody if, called the house, called the law because you were blowing up pieces of your own property and the law showed up and you were building homemade pipe bombs out of, you know, specific chemicals that I'm not going to mention out here. Um, learn how to do it your damn self. Or, or not. Or not. <laughs> but uh, they just show up and, you know, okay, you're doing it here. Just remember to stay here. Don't go outside your own property with it. and All's good. Be safe. You know, that kind of stuff. You know, are these things going to create flames? Is it going to burn down the forest? If, if they create flames, you got to get a fire truck out here. we got to be safe. That was 
the way it was happening back then. Trust me, I know. I had it done, had, had it happen. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it, it differed probably from one place to the other. Um, I said he didn't. I don't think he got in any trouble for it, but it was a known thing. I mean, it's kind of hard to have pipe bombs in your possession that don't endanger other people when you live in an apartment building. So, I mean, that's a good there, argument. There, there's that always going to be, you know, things that <laughs> common sense should tell you you shouldn't have it here. Yeah, yeah. You know, you live out in the daggone country, you know, nobody's going to get hurt by that thing going off except for you if you do something stupid. Facts. I, uh, someone who isn't me once built a small device that took out ha- like a, a half acre of tobacco and uh, it scared that person who isn't me. <laughs> Out of me, like cool. Let's just say, I got a mortar at home. Let's, let's just say, time fuses were timed incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tricky business. <laughs> yeah, it's but no one was hurt. Yeah. No one was intended to have been hurt. And actually, at the time I did, there was not even uh, someone who isn't me did it. There was not even any malicious intent. I was, they were, fuck it. I was just a kid, <laughs> you know. And we were in a fucking tobacco field in the middle of nowhere. No one got hurt. I yeah. got scared shitless because I could have got hurt. I barely made it outside the zone. Well, the person that wasn't you got scared shitless. Yeah, that's why I said fuck it. <laughs> like, you know what? Fuck it. Let them investigate it. <laughs> they won't find shit. <laughs> Statue of limitations is long since over. Long since like over. There was no harm <laughs> except for to, to, uh, to a small piece of a tobacco farm. But, you know. Yeah. You saved a few lives. Yeah, maybe I saved somebody from cancer. How's that? Fuck mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah I mean, back to these assholes instead of these assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, um, we never did anything like that. We never did. And I, I never went as far off as he did. So, yeah, these guys that come out of the cafeteria and saw this uh, little th- dramatic thing happening on top of the hill with two guys in trench coats loading up weapons, um, it turned out it... It was not a prank or a show. Um, these no. guys are the supposed first ones. Now, depending on who, which story you listen to, it's hard to figure out who was the first one to get shot. Because um, you got several different perspectives and you got several different stories from the way they actually came into the building and started this. Yeah. Um, from where they were, and come, approaching the building the, the way that I think actually would have been with these guys coming out of the cafeteria and seeing them on top of the hill. And when they started approaching the school, because the bombs didn't go off, that was the original target. I think that those three were the first ones to get shot at. Um, yeah, I think so, because they, they approached as they were coming in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, one of the other stories say that yeah, they came in through the library and one of the girls that had just dropped her brother off had gotten killed there first as they come into the library. And then you got another one to where the principal was coming down the hallway and they were walking into the main door and shooting down the, the main corridor and had some girls coming out of uh, the gym at the time and they rushed back in and one of them got shot. Um, but I, th- I think it's most likely that they would come toward the cafeteria first, did that, then walked yeah. into the main door, maybe by the library, and maybe clipped the girl yeah. on the way through. Well, right after it began, um, right after the shootings happened, when they were making their way toward the cafeteria, like the, the school resource officer pops up. And he had like a little, like, he had a pistol. I can't remember what millimeter and all that, but he had a pistol. And it was like the distance was too far. He couldn't. He 
him and like him and uh I think uh yeah Eric him and Harris like you know they exchanged shots at each other for a second and then like but his range on the pistol is too low Eric had a fucking shotgun and he wasn't very used to the shotgun because when he fired it at the cop it came up and like broke his nose <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that, that happened yeah now these guys came in with a, a Tech 9 which is basically a mini pistol semi machine gun uh, a 995 carbine, uh, a Savage pump action 12 gauge shotgun, uh, a double barrel sawed off shotgun, a whole lot of pipe bombs. Like they they say, up to a hundred. Yeah. Um, they, they, at the end of it, they were just walking around throwing pipe bombs and shit. Yeah, and of course the four knives, which didn't come into play. Yeah, I don't imagine what they thought they were going to do with that. Hey, you run out of ammo and you're still in the in the middle of it. <laughs> Jesus, you, you, you miscounted them. <laughs> now I don't know how much they brought in, but they they fired yeah over 130 rounds. Yeah, more most of the, most of the firing was actually done by Eric. He fired more way more than Dylan. Um, he also killed way more than Dylan. Yeah, he was he was the one that actually wanted to go in there and kill everybody. Like Dylan's main, his main thing. Like he was angry at the school too. He was ang- he, he was angry at life, but his ultimate purpose was death. Yeah. He wanted to die. Eric's ultimate purpose was for other people to die, and if he died, then so be it. Exactly. But he was going to put on this show. Right. Um, so they come into the cafeteria, and you know, so they they sprayed the first three guys there. Two of them died on the spot. The other one, you know, ducked in and you know hauled ass, found him some safety. They came into the cafeteria. I don't know if they actually went in the cafeteria or just sprayed it as they were walking by. Oh, they went into the cafeteria. Um, there's, there's footage. Okay, so yeah, they went into the cafeteria. And um, so they, they had got another fellow that was hiding behind a wall. They shot his backpack and it deflected in and shot and caught him in the back, uh, which left him hanging halfway in and out of the door of the cafeteria right there by the entrance. Um, which happens to be where one of the bombs that were supposed to have gone off was sitting at, less than five feet away from this kid. So but they went into the cafeteria. They shot a, a handful of folks there that were you know, trying to find safety and you know, get the hell out of I think Dodge. They were, I think they were trying to figure out what had gone on with the bombs. I, I think that was why they went in there first to, uh, to find out if they could fix them, set them off. But, you know, they did shoot at them, and they managed to get one of them to set off. Uh, they did the other one later. Yeah. Um, on the way out, you know, um, which was the kid was sitting right beside it, and they you know, they were sitting there shooting at it, and then it wound up when the, when you're shooting at a bomb, it really you know, it's propane. If it's not meant, if it's not meant for that type. Yeah. yeah, it's it's now, not meant to go off that way. Tannerite or something. But, but yeah, it, it made a little fire. It went out pretty pretty quick. Minimal damage there. Luckily for the kid that was laying right there, couldn't move. Um, they spent overall, I think, like two minutes in the cafeteria. Yeah, and then they went walking through the hall to get to the library, which is where they run into the principal and the girls coming out of the, the, the gym, which the principal did great, got the girls to go right back into the gym area. Why they didn't turn and go into the gym, I don't know. You got targets of opportunity there. You just saw a crowd of girls go into the gym. They didn't turn to go into the gym. They continued on to the library. Um. Eric had said something along the lines of, um, and this was before now, they, the were they just, had it planned. I, I imagine they, it they planned. They did. They said they said that there's a hundred people in this school that probably deserve to live. The other five hundred can go. 
And I think that's what he was kind of doing. I think that's why they, they let people go into the gym. It's like, if you, you got into the gym before we get past you, then you're fine. They kind of left that as a safe zone, but you had to get there before they got before they got to the library and cut off entrance to the zoo, to the gym. So they went into the library, which is where most of your geeks hang out. Yeah. Now your geek that's been getting bullied. Were they mad at the geeks for not fucking banding together and taking care of the bullies? I think that it was because they knew that the library would be a big uh, a place that people would run to if they couldn't get to the gym. That that'd be another big place to go hide. Yeah, well, they were right. Yeah, um, which is where one of the nine one one calls come in, and um, they, there's a full video on YouTube with the full nine one one call from the lady. I uh, can't remember her name right now, um, but yeah, she was one of the teachers that was in the library trying to keep everybody calm and you know, down and you know, hope, hope for the best. Uh, and there's there's a very long 911 recording with that conversation there, uh, where they were coming into the library. Did you hear the 911 call with Eric's dad? Uh. Uh-uh. He actually called. He said, "Hey, I think one of my my kid is involved with the shooting at Columbine while the shooting was going on. Because I just came home and saw the news. He's part of that whole trench coast mafia thing. Yeah, it was Eric Harris's dad. Oh wow." That that had to be fucked up. Come home and see that shit, and and just know, yeah, just know that, yeah, that's your kid doing that shit. Yeah, what did you do wrong? And man, there was a, a TED talk with uh, Dylan's mother, uh, Sue Claybold, and it was actually really good. Um, she she talked about that, you know, that she spent years like, you know, wrestling herself, like, where did I, where, at what point did I fuck up? Yeah, how did she miss the the and, suicidal thoughts that turned into murder? Right. Because she, she had no idea that Dylan had been dealing with the suicidal stuff that he had been. Right. And, you know, and it comes down to, like, he, she feels like he probably actually suffered with it for about two years before, before it happened. And, like, she had no idea. You know, she, that's what she said. She was like, I, you know, if you could stop suicides and homicides with love, there would be very few of them. She like she loved her son. She did everything she could. She just had no idea. He kept it hidden. Yep. And that's that's a very true thing. Like most people, you know. Yes, very very much so. Uh, most people that have those kind of thoughts, you know, they know what normal is supposed to be. Yeah. And they put on a very good act, because um, they don't want you to worry about them. They've got enough problems of their own to worry about you worrying about them. Um, so they're not going to come out and just outright ask for the help. So if you happen to see somebody that's just a little off. Yeah. Look into it, folks. So yeah, she she says she lived in fear of uh, running into the parents of someone whose child had been killed by her son. I would have run into an angry citizen. She's like, and after a while, she started getting panic attacks. Like she just, you know, I mean, who can blame her? I mean, you know, there had yeah. to be enough hate to go around. Having, she started going through her own like depression and like suicidal days. And she actually, when she was going through that, she actually got kind of an insight as to what Dylan had been dealing with. And she still says, like, she's like, there's, there's nothing I can say, you know, that would make it, that, that takes it away. I, there's nothing I can do for what my son did. She's like, but I've tried to understand. She's like, I've, you know, I've, I've tried to find out why, how. She's like, the only thing, she's like, it wasn't, it wasn't my fault, but I still feel guilty. And that's, that's what she says. She, and and she was, had to put on that act herself to get through her days. Exactly. So, yeah, she, she got a real good how she missed it. Yeah, you know, it's a real good, it's a real good TED talk or TEDx talk or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, uh, the yeah Suquay Bar, definitely look that up. Um, also, there's a very good uh, thing I found on YouTube from a Dr. Uh, Grande. He does like a lot of little, like I said, he kind of phrases cranks his way through like mass murderers and different things. And he gives like a, a psychological evaluation of them, you know, based on like the case material and, you know, what background he can find. He gives like, a, it is very, really, really good. I would suggest anybody to look him up. I'll post a link to it in the, uh, in the show notes. Um, but yeah, it's very good, like, look at Eric and Dylan. <clears throat> but where were we? Uh, we were at the point where they were getting uh, into the library. Oh, yeah. And yeah. this is where some of the tales get a little bit, you know, disturbing. Um, these guys, you know, of course, they, they, they were firing at, you know, random shit. They shot out the windows at the cops that were showing up here now, at this time and some of the kids that were running out of the buildings over toward the, the mm -hmm. hide behind cars. And they were walking through the library. Kind of, kind of playing little, you know, little duck, duck, goose kind of game. Yeah, there was fifty-six students and staff inside the library when they got there. Um, Dylan opens the doors and shouts, "We're going to kill every one of you!" So, yeah, that's their entrance into the library. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. they don't. No, <laughs> they just kind of meander around the place and just kind of duck under so I, the table with this and look peekaboo and and shoot one person that's hiding under that table. Yeah. Uh, that's the person that, oh my God, and the, the, the Christians loved it so much. That, all right, so that girl that was under the table, right? There was this whole thing that he asked her if you believe in God, and she said yes, so he shot her. And the Christians loved that. They're, oh, look at that. It's all the devil. It's, they took prayer out of school, and now look what's happening. Now look what's happening to our children. Yeah, instead of picking up on the part where she didn't fucking denounce her God you well, know, in the face of what danger. happened, that didn't happen like that. All he said to this girl was peekaboo and shot her and killed her. There was another girl in the library who he, she was like, oh my God, oh my God. And he, he was stopped by reloading his gun or some shit like that. And he was like, uh, what, do you believe in God? And she said, yeah. He was like, why? He's like, oh, I was taught to believe in God. My parents believed in God. And he basically just shrugged and let her live. He walked away. Yeah. She survived. So this whole thing, if somebody got killed for Christ, didn't fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs> didn't fucking happen. Oh, of course not. Uh, but like, say that again to every Southern Baptist preacher, it didn't fucking happen. <laughs> and even if it did, you focused on the wrong part of that particular you know, narrative. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah... And they didn't shoot everybody in there, and they had ample ammunition and opportunity. They were in there for quite some time, yeah. uh, and nobody they was running around. They killed ten students and twenty, and injured twenty-one others. And yeah, and there was more than that in the library. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, they they definitely didn't go in there to kill everybody, because they didn't kill people. They had dead to right. They wanted to like their plan. Their original plan. They were they were hoping to kill five hundred people. Yeah, they were hoping to kill like, in a, in a mass. Was said was like it would it would have been pretty close. Yeah, it, had, had the bombs plan. went off, they would have they would have probably killed you know forty or fifty right off the bat, and then just spraying them as it would come out the door. Yeah, and then the secondary explosions, which would have made them stop. <laughs> Where do you go now when you when you run into safety and safety explodes? You you're going to freeze. Yep, which is going to Create the killing ground. And they yeah, have they, they had it planned out. Throw into crowds, so basically yeah. grenades. Yeah, you know I mean? so they had this shit planned, but it didn't go according to plan. So they just went, all right, fuck it, let's just go shoot random folk, um, instead of spraying everybody they see. 
I don't know what changed there, but you know, it's a very lucky thing that that mindset did change or that those timers failed. Um, because yeah, they, they definitely changed their entire plan when they went with plan B. Yeah. They didn't go for mass murder. They just went for selective murder. Yeah, kind of. Um, but there was no real selection. Not even really selection. It was like rolling dice. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you look at me when I point my gun at you is going to determine whether or not I pull the trigger pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, I don't know exactly when they decided. I don't know if they were running low on ammunition or just got freaking tired of it. I but think they were just getting bored. They started uh, shooting at the the rescue squad for a little while, but right. you know things started calming down. They started running out of targets, maybe that they felt like killing, and for some reason they just decided to. Yeah. End it. So um, Eric shouts while holding his gun in the air. Today, today the world's going to come to an end. Today's the day we die. Then him and Dylan with a Molotov cocktail off, and then they turned their guns on each other. There were students sitting there watching as they shot themselves in the head. But that ended the shooting spree. No. Now, this particular thing shot off a whole bunch of stuff about uh, the anti-bullying brigade. You know. Yep. But, you know, bullying's been around. Introduced me to the music of Marilyn Manson. Yeah, yeah that, that was... <laughs> There's a lot of good music actually come out, you know, in the in the early 2000s. After this, you know, a lot of people started getting angry. Starting, it really did make music better. Yeah, um, it did. So y'all folks say what y'all want to about it. it. It was all the movies, it was the 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 games and all that kind of stuff. You know, bad homes. These these folks didn't come from bad homes. No. Now, one of them did have a a thing for you know Doom apparently, um, but you know. Doom was a popular game. A lot of people had exactly. a thing for Doom. I've, I've seen people with the exact same amount of hangups with Call of Duty or Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I was a Call of Duty nut. Or DayZ. Yeah, I'm still a DayZ <laughs> nut. I've been playing that one for years, and yeah. I still haven't run off in the daggone woods shooting everybody I see out there running. No, no. I, I haven't either, and I <laughs> love Doom. I, I liked, I liked uh, that game we were talking about on the other episode, Hatred. I liked it. I haven't done anything like that. You know, that's, I wouldn't. That's, like I said, it's all anecdotal, but, you know, I come from the broken home. I've been bullied. I mean, I was a short, fat kid in young school, and when I come back out, I was a skinny fucking short kid that had a fucking, you know, long hair. I got teased all the damn time. I was always a bully. I was a geek. I played, I was in a chess club with long hair and a trench coat. I got picked on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that the bullying was just a part of it. Um, Yeah. There's definitely a multifaceted thing yeah. you know, that's going to be the root of this that we're going to be trying to you know, discuss on the, the main episode. But this particular thing, I mean, the bullying being the main key, um, it, it's just one tiny piece of a puzzle here because yeah. that was not, that one thing, at least in the eyes of any person that has a drop of sanity, just because somebody picks on you is not going to make you hate the entire fucking world to the point where you're going to go shoot people. There's other underlying causes in there. There's a bigger picture to see. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, so this led to, like, uh, many schools in America had, like, zero tolerance policies after this. Yeah. For anything uh, resembling violent behavior. This one kid got expelled for pointing a chicken nugget at someone and going bang. Um, it, got, it got ridiculous. Uh, I, I, I remember the metal detectors going up in the schools. That yeah. Yeah. They also put up, like, uh, in the school I was at, they put up, like, a little rope barrier where you, like, when you're walking in the hallway, you couldn't go walking off. You had to, like, take 
exits in the hallway. Designated drop-off and pick-up spots. Yeah, um, it, it changed the way school operates completely. Um, after this, if you got in a fight in school, it didn't matter if you started it or not. You were expelled as yep. the other one. Um, there was a lot of crazy shit that came out of it. And uh, they, yeah, that was, that was pretty much Columbine. Um, it changed the way we look at school. Uh, this was also the biggest news story in the 1990s. Well, the second biggest next to OJ. Um, it was everywhere. I remember for a fucking year, it seemed, I couldn't come home without Grandpa watching the news and them talking about goddamn Columbine. I mean, it was a tragic thing, but yeah, they, they really pushed it into the ground. And it felt it. like every time I'm watching the news on it, I felt like that they were attacking me. They were, they were going on about doom. They were going on about... Not just Merrill Manson, they're going on about Ozzy Osbourne, they're going on, I mean, about all of it. And it's like... And every movie like, sensationalized. Yeah, the kids guns. that wear a bunch of, like, you know, black clothes and black lipstick and all that. It's, and it's like, like, you know, you're attacking me. <laughs> and, you know, you don't want to... Did we not learn anything yeah, from Shortly Colorado? after this was, a, was a, a, a fair in one of the local towns, and, you know, that was still in my trench coat days, and it was the... Middle of spring, it was an 80 degree day, but I, I had a, a summer, you know, trench coat and I had a winter trench coat. Um, so I was in my summer trench coat, which is a very thin one, but uh, it was a black trench coat. Mike grew up in the ice age. <laughs> no, I actually, <laughs> I actually hate the heat, um, but uh, I love the cold, but, but yeah, but yeah, I, I was walking through this, this town gathering with a black trench coat and got surrounded by fucking cops and yanked out into a side alley, slammed up against the wall and searched, all because I was wearing a black trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I stopped wearing fucking black trench coats, man. I'm like, God damn, this is how you're going to get treated like this? Fine. Fuck you guys. I think my stepmom actually threw mine out after all this went down and, you know, she found out that I actually had one because I had been kind of sneaking it. <laughs> but, yeah. It, uh, it, and like I said, for a long time, it, it, it felt like, you know, maybe I, I, I remember thinking, well, maybe this, they'll do something about bullying. It's like, no, no, no. Well, they started all kinds of programs and stuff, but it still happens. You're not going to stop it. Nah, man. You really, you can't. Like, there's a ton of things. You know, have we learned nothing from Columbine? We're still picking on these kids. Well, let me <laughs> say, you'll never stop it by putting in a program to target bullies. No. Okay. The only way we're ever going to stop shit like that is to raise better people. You got to have good people raising better people. Um, maybe schools should actually start teaching humanity. <laughs> You're not, we're not learning it at home, apparently. So if we're going to force feed ourselves something in schools, let's, let's make it basic humanity. Well, you also go look at, like... Other countries don't really have this problem like we do, you know? Um, <laughs> well, what are they teaching? And like I said, we'll get into this in our main episode over this topic. But that's, that's another thing. It's like, this is, this is almost exclusively an American phenomenon. It is. Now, other countries do have, you know, school shootings. They do have gun violence. In fact, that, you know, if you actually just look at it as a basic gun violence issue as a per capita, you know, nation-to-nation nation thing, we don't even make the top 20 in gun violence 
you know, we have more guns than any other country. You know, we have a slightly larger population than most of these other countries. So our guns and per capita are higher than damn near any yeah, other country. I'm, and uh, we're not even in the top 20 on gun violence if you look at it by the actual numbers per capita. Well, like I said, we'll definitely get into the numbers with it. Um, so, but yeah, it's definitely episode. coming in our, net, our main episode, folks. So you, you definitely want to tune into that if you have any concerns about any of this. No matter which side of the table that you sit on, Nobody's going to be throwing any kind of judgment out on this. You know, everybody's got their views and they've got their reason for their views and they're going to fight for their views. Everybody here at this table understands and respects that in every aspect of it. I don't care if you're trying to take away my Second Amendment right to carry a gun. I am not going to hold that against you because of whatever beliefs you have to make you make that decision. Just... I ask you to have the same type of tolerance for me when I say I would much rather keep it. As long as we can have that, we can get to whatever discussion comes out of it in the future, and we'll all have to live with it. So definitely <coughs> tune into that next our main episode. I don't know if it's going to be next week or the week well, after. I mean, I'd want to. I think I want to put this out for <laughs> another week or so, just to make sure we both have plenty of time to to get all the relevant information and yeah. to, to present this in the most open-minded way that we can for you folks. Plus, we still have 20 years of shootings to cover. <laughs> um, I think, what do you, about, you want to go next to uh, the, let's see, our next one, you want to do the, the, the theater guy? You know, the guy whose name I can ever remember? Um, yeah, was that Ben or was Sandy Hook before that? Um, well, let's I see. I think the Pulse was before, I think the Pulse was nah. before theater guy. Now, see, I got to go back to my list of mass shootings. List. Rampage so we'll, we'll find out which major one was next. We'll definitely touch that. Let's find out real quick. I'm curious. i got to find out exactly when that pulse was now. All right, Google. I'm too bad I don't have the speak recognition on that. Um, 16. Oh, wow. What? The Pulse. Yeah, I felt like it was pretty recent. Well, you know me in time. Yeah. <laughs> Still think paper is modern technology. Let's see. Oh. I finally got my scroll wrap back up. Oh, yeah? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I don't even know what they call the freaking theater shooting. I can't remember either, man. All right. Now, let me get um, down here to Jesus. Um, hmm. Oh, wow. I forgot there was a Waco shootout in 2015. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we definitely got enough. <laughs> Again, folks, there is... We, we are missing a lot of shooters, but... Even if we were doing an episode every day and we only did mass shooters in the United States since 1980, we're never going to finish. Like it's well, yeah, <laughs> well not when they what, add three, not when they're adding three a week now. Yeah, this, <laughs> yeah, this last year has been you know, pretty bad. Which we'll cover some conspiracy on that in our main episode. <laughs> 
But, yeah, it, it's definitely picked up a rise here lately. But I think it's still an average of about, well, before this year, it was an average of about oh, no, 12 you to 15. Virginia Tech. Ah. Yeah. Well, we don't have to hit every a, single one. It's, it's the main ones. You know. This is one of the yeah, main ones. This one's yeah, Virginia Tech's <laughs> a pretty good one. This is one of the ones, if we give feedback saying, hey, you skipped this one, I would hang my head in shame. Yeah. Because this was, this was the first real big one that hit my, at least hit my radar, you know, after Columbine. Not counting the, the DC sniper, that, that I consider a completely different type of killing. Yeah, that's definitely not in that's the same. That's a killer. Yeah, that, that, that's a genre switch. That, that's that's kind of like the, the whole. Um, Charles Manson being a serial killer thing, which he's not. <laughs> Well, I was thinking about the whole, you know, like, you know, if you're going to put it as a genre switch, you know, let's put it into, into a musical reference that you would have, you know, speed metal to death metal. Um, <laughs> it's it, They're both into metal. They're, they're both, you know, killings that happen with multiple folks from the same murderer that wasn't spread over enough to actually call it a serial killing. Yeah. Um, it happened in a short enough time that it was a mass killing, but it wasn't a mass shooting. Which is why, yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a slight genre pop, but yeah, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about it. It's probably not going to get as much detail as uh, especially this one and definitely the next one. But, you know, it, we'll, we'll definitely touch on it when its turn comes up. Just Well, then we should probably do, uh, we should probably do the DC Snipers and Virginia Tech next then. Because the DC snipers was like 2002, 2001, 2002. Yeah, all that needs is a yeah, yeah, a little thing. It, this it, is a, it, it, it's a blurp in the actual you know timeline here with the DC snipers. I mean, horrible event, of course, but when you're looking at it in the scope of the other ones that we're covering on this, it, it it's really, something different. Yeah, it's something different, and so, I think it would be a good way we doing a little mini thing with that. Would be good to show the difference. Yeah, it'd be a quick you know little, I mean? you know, fifteen minute intro sure, into yeah. the and it, that kind of a thing. Should be you know doing it justice and fitting it in, in pretty good. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, we'll definitely touch on that one. That sounds like a good one to hit. Um, but yeah, folks, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, that was our take on the Columbine incident. Um, you know, again, it it pains us to have to cover th things this horrible, but you know you can't even possibly come up with any discussion until you actually recognize there's something to discuss. Um, so we're not going to hide from this. You know, I've got my position on the whole weapons thing, but this is, you know, a realization that, you know, everybody on that side needs to realize this is a problem, folks, and we got to pay attention. Um, so thank you for coming along with us on this journey. Um, I appreciate every single one of you for sticking around and uh, listening to us when you have other choices out there. Uh, speaking of choices, uh, you can find us on the very podcast listening app you're listening to right now. Absolutely. Um, we are there for sure. <laughs> we may or may not, all, may not also be on Spotify, uh, Patreon, uh, um, Podchaser, Acast, Google, I mean not Google, Amazon Music, Audible, um, we're going to be up on YouTube, um, yep. We uh, should be available just about anywhere that you would download this type yeah, of program. Yeah, yeah, unless you're Apple Music, and we'll get around to that one day, but in the meantime, if you, found, if you have Apple Music and you found our podcast some other way, just stick with that, you know, it's, Apple is a pain in the ass. 
They really are. Yeah, folks. Why are you still using Apple? Like, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Hi. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, folks, it, it, it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, you'll also see a new channel coming up on the YouTube. And, of course, uh, we'll be... Uh, showing some links on how to get in contact with us uh, through Twitter, um, Facebook. Get a Discord account coming up for folks that really want to speak their mind without you know the government overlords saying that you know, you're saying something wrong. I mean, the government overlords are there. You can pr probably count on that. Yeah. But it's, at least it's not Zuck. But, you know, I've got ways around them. If they keep shutting down my channel, I'll make another one. They can't <laughs> stop the system. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could just do like certain other people of the Orange Persuasion and make our own platform. I'm not that smart. <laughs> Neither is he. He just paid someone to do it. I'm not a rich. Can you picture Trump sitting there coding? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that rich. The fucking with the pucker face. <laughs> <laughs> Stops to kiss a flag every once in a while. All right. How do we make this bigger? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> all right, all right, folks. So uh, I guess until next time, fuck around and find out, or be better people. All righty. <laughs> <laughs>